Welcome to the Market Beautifully podcast, a show where I offer marketing advice for lady entrepreneurs who crave to crack the code when it comes to getting noticed or expanding their brand online. Let's jump in. Hey Liz, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're going to chat with us today about sales pages. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. Okay. So tell us about what you do and your business. I follow you on Instagram and love all the valuable information you give out. So I'd love to hear more about what you do and uh, just what you promote in your business. Great. Uh, My name is Liz White. My business is Lene May. I've been in business since 2012, but took it full time in 2014. So I'm on my third year of full time as a business owner, which is so amazing. And so my business, Linnea May, focuses on all things launch design and sales page design. So I work with online business owners to make their offer so impressive that it can't help but make more sales in their sleep. Love it. No promises, (laughs) but that's what we're aiming for all the time. Uh, So I love being able to work with business owners through a combination of creative strategy, collaboration, and intentional design to build that trust and excitement with their audience. So I am all about collaborating and working together in partnerships instead of just for higher services. So I really Mm -hmm. love being able to get in and understand exactly what your business needs, what your offer is all about in order to deliver an amazing product. I love that. Okay, so you, your business is kind of has two parts to it, as if I understand correctly. So you do a lot of client work, but you also sell a course or courses, right? Yes. So I am branching out into the world of online courses. Yay! (laughs) I've had an idea since probably last October. Uh, My new course is called Sales Page in a Day, Uh and it stems from a five-week partnership that I do with clients, which I call my launch partnership, Mm -hmm. where those five weeks I take people from designing their offer, doing like all the branding and the logo for it, creating landing and opt-in pages, creating their sales page, and then social promotions for it. So it's taking a tiny bit of that process and turning it into a DIY version where it will be easily accessible to people who don't want to invest in a five-week program or have a little bit of design skills up their sleeve and just want to know exactly how to do it. So Sales Page in a Day is my new course that I am going to be pre-selling this month, and it takes you step-by-step through the process of actually building sales pages within Squarespace in a day. That's so so awesome. Yeah, so you have all your content your images, your branding, mm-hmm. you know exactly what you need. And then it's just putting the pieces together so that you can sell. That is really valuable information. And I love how you can juggle clients as well as build a course. So talk to me a little bit about that because I know <laughs> juggling clients as well as the, I just build online courses as well as just, you know, chat with my community. That's my main, um, I guess, job in my business. But I can imagine tackling you know, pretty in-depth clients. I mean, that's like coaching and training. That's a pretty in-depth client. So Mm -hmm. how do you juggle that as well as find those little times to create this course? Yeah. So I think what really makes a difference is that all of my um, systems are Mm -hmm. very, my systems are systematic. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 
But um, I have very specific systems for how I take people through my partnerships and Mm -hmm. through if I do custom sales pages designs. So I have all of those systems in place so that it's really easy for me to know exactly what I'm working on, for my clients to know exactly what they need to be working on with me. And then it is a little bit of a juggling act, just finding the time. And it is a lot of late nights, but it is so worth it. I'm really excited to be able to finally create this course that I've been thinking about for quite a few months. <laughs> yes, it's always such a great feeling. I'm at that stage right now with my course SEO Simplified and it's it's like your it becomes your baby and then you're like, "Oh, it's going out in the world now." It's just so exciting. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, I've been following along with like all your updates and it is a lot of work, isn't it? Is. It? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, I had to get a videographer on board with me just because I'm like this is a lot. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for it to be over just so that I can start the stage of tweaking. And I'm sure you're, you're at that point right now too, where you're like, I'm just kind of ready to launch it. That way it's out in the world and then you get feedback. And I, I like that part of course creation. Um, exactly. so I'm really glad that you're going to talk to us about sales pages today, specifically for service-based business owners, which is absolutely perfect because a lot of my community run a service-based business, but, um, let's start from the very beginning. Would you mind explaining what a sales page is? Yeah. So a sales page is very simply a single standalone page that just has one goal and it is to sell one offer. So a standalone page means that there's no navigation links. It doesn't really look like you're still on your website. Mm -hmm. So people aren't getting distracted and clicking away. And it leads people through curiosity all the way to the point of converting them into a buyer that's trusting you to deliver on your promise. So it is basically just there to sell your offer and eliminate any confusion that people might have about what you're trying to sell them. No distractions. I love that you said that because that's huge. I feel like a lot of people, um, when they do create their sales page, they create it within their website and they have those navigation menu links at the top. But just anything other than your product or your service or, you know, that main thing that you're you're selling is such a distraction and it lowers your conversion rate and it's just surprising because you're like, oh, well, I want to lead them here. Or I want to lead them here to get to know me better. But you don't want to do that. You want them to just stay on that page and focus on exactly what you have to say in that page. Exactly. And I think people just, they just don't know to take those off there. And, um, you know, in the beginning, it doesn't really seem like it could hurt mm-hmm. since you're on your website. People want to know where they are. But mm-hmm. They're already on your website. They already know who's selling to them. So it is really important just to eliminate any possibility of them clicking away and getting them to read through the entire page that you have for them. Yeah. So I know a lot of people that whenever they think of sales pages, they immediately think of a product that they're offering. Um, That's the first thing their mind goes to. So Mm -hmm. sales pages aren't just for e-courses, right? Right. Sales pages are not just for e-courses or digital products. They are for services too, because sales pages will walk through 
exactly what you're offering people. So if this is especially important for service providers, Mm -hmm. I see a lot of people have just one page for their services. They have maybe three different packages. They're all a little different and maybe there aren't even any prices listed on their page. Maybe you have to inquire to find out more information. And what that's doing is really just setting obstacles in the way of people purchasing from you or hiring you or, you know, bringing you onto their team. And I've seen a lot of excuses for why that's important is like, oh, well, it's just, it's filtering out who is or isn't going to be a good fit. But how is someone going to know if they're going to be a good fit if they're having to really dig and even find out what it is that you do? Mm -hmm. So sales pages for service providers really lay out exactly one service. You might have two price tiers, like a three-month retainer, six-month retainer, but it's all focusing on one service. And so it takes them Uh, through the process of what it's like to work with you, what people can expect, what deliverables you're going to be producing for people. And it eliminates all of the mystery. It lays everything out for them. And that in itself is a filter. So if people get through your sales page and they either love it or it's just not right for them at that point, then it's done that job and also saved you a ton of time So you're not in your inbox trying to answer the same Mm -hmm. inquiries over and over again. And so it is really just an amazing way for you to protect your time and actually work with your clients instead of working to get clients. Yeah, I I like that. It definitely saves you a lot of time. And I know a lot of people think um, they don't. They don't relate a sales page to actually saving you time, but you do. You get the same questions over and over and over again. And um, I know if you're a service-based business owner, you know those questions, you're immediately thinking them in your head right now. And Mm -hmm. those are the exact questions that you need to put on your frequently asked questions section on your sales page, of course. So that's a perfect answer. I completely agree. Definitely not just for e-products. Exactly. Because even if you do have canned responses for all of those Uh, commonly asked questions that Mm -hmm. get sent into your inbox, you're still spending the time to go in and maybe customize it a little bit. And, you know, there's really no need for you to spend all that time doing the same thing over and over again. Not all. It's not not, not efficient, um, for Mm -hmm. sure. So at what point in your business do you feel like a sales page is necessary? So like, when do you know when it's the right time for you to actually create one? I would say that there are a couple moments Uh where it might be very apparent that you need to have a sales page. I would say if you're getting a lot of inquiries, but not a lot of converting inquiries. So people are asking you about your, your service, but they're not purchasing it from you. Um, a sales page is going to end up, like I said, be a filter for that. So people Mm -hmm. aren't kind of confused about what you're offering. Uh, Another thing is if you are very specific in what you're offering, so you have a signature service, Mm -hmm. so you're really honing in on your niche and you are offering one thing. It might be, there might be a couple different varieties of the thing that you're providing, but you have a system in place, you've worked with a lot of clients, 
you know what people are going to wonder about the service, you know exactly how much time everything takes. And so really walking people through that system so that they can trust you as an expert. And overall, I just think that you should have a sales page because (laughs) it will, (laughs) it will help you understand your service as well. So Mm -hmm. if someone buys a particular service from you and say you are, um, getting asked to do something that's outside of your expertise or outside of the scope of that service, um, you can with confidence say, you know, that will be X amount extra, or that's not within this scope, I'm willing to add that on. So it also acts as a reinforcer for, you know, how you're getting paid and your worth. Right. It's definitely more professional too. Um, Back to if you know whether you're in the right place to have a sales page or not, you're basically saying if you offer a service of any kind, you need a sales page. doesn't matter if you're just starting out. doesn't matter if you're seasoned entrepreneur, wherever you're at in your business. If you're offering some service of any kind, you need a sales page that specifically talks about that service. And we'll get into the details of what we need on the sales page. But, you know, your process, have all that information on there. Mm -hmm. It's really about limiting um, confusion around Mm -hmm. who you are and what you offer. So not only does it help potential clients, but it also helps you as even someone starting out, especially it really helps you focus in and know like, okay, this is the thing that I do and this Mm -hmm. is how I do it. Uh, which sometimes I think when you're first starting out is a little difficult because you get pulled in all these different directions. You're just like, oh, maybe what if I wanted to try this or maybe I want to try doing that. And this is a way to really, you know, slow down, focus in and develop one really amazing service instead of scattering yourself between 10 services that aren't bringing in money. I feel like it also sets you apart from your competition because I know a lot of service-based business owners that don't have a sales page. And I feel like you're immediately taken more seriously when you have a sales page and, you know, you have that inquiry on your email and, and you can say, yeah, here's the page with all the information. It has my process. It has my, you know, if you have this question, if you have another question that's outside of, you know, the section, you can contact me. It's just so much more professional. And, um, I know that whenever I used to design websites, I, I mean, I knew my process, obviously I did it every day, but Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to put yourself in your potential client's shoes. They have no idea what they're getting themselves into, like what kind of process you have or what they need to provide you at what time. And it's just easy to have that process lined out for them, uh, like what you said, to just to limit confusion. Exactly. I think it's especially important for business to business services. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, yeah, I think there, especially in the design world, there is a lot of, I guess you could call it a stigma in that the way they do things is mysterious. You give them a project and then all of a sudden here is this amazing result. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's a system to exactly how they're doing things. And, you know, if there isn't, that's also kind of a red flag too. So it's important for you as a business owner trying to sell. And then Mm -hmm. it's also important as a buyer to be aware of how people work. 
Yeah, and it's easier to give your money to someone um, if you know, okay, they're organized. They already have a system in place. Um, they, they're going to tell me exactly what I need to do. It's just easier. It's more efficient. And, you know, as a service-based uh, business, you want to save them time. You're trying to save them something. And so just by being, uh, I guess, considerate of their time by letting them know your process and having that one page where everything is, is just so beneficial to you and the client. So Mm -hmm. I totally agree. So I feel like we have a pretty good grasp of what a sales page is. And you may be thinking, okay, a sales page would be perfect for this service that I've been offering. And it's definitely crucial to the growth of my business. So uh, Liz, would you mind naming some tips you have about writing copy for your sales page? I know this stumps a lot of people. Um, this like creative block, I guess, of words for sales pages. Yes, so I will give you my top three tips. And then after that, I will tell you three copywriters who I think are doing an amazing job specifically writing copy that converts. So because I'm yeah, so I'm not a copywriter at all. But I do go through and edit copy when I work one on one with clients. Mm -hmm. um, Because I think it's important to get an outside view and really be very precise. So these are a few, uh, well, my top three tips <laughs> for when you are writing your sales page copy. So tip number one is going to be to make your headlines extremely specific. So the okay. top, the your very first headline is the most important thing on your page because it is what is going to pique the curiosity of your potential buyer and lead them in to read your the rest of your sales page. Mm-hmm. So an example of a headline that isn't specific is going to be something like a question where, do you wish you had more confidence? Or do you wish that you could make more sales? And it's like, well, yes, I I wish those things, but it's (laughs) also quite ambiguous. So confidence, that's not really speaking to how I'm feeling. So really Mm -hmm. getting to the pain point that people are experiencing. So addressing the problems, presenting your solution in a very specific way that really helps people have an emotional response and then also think, hey, yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. So not being super vague, even though you might think it sounds great, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know, just being very specific about, about what you're saying. So my second tip is to use the language that your buyer uses. So I see a ton of people trying to sell their services by using industry language. So like web designers, they will use web design talk, like what they can talk to other web designers about. And people who aren't web designers are not going to know what they're talking about. So industry language and then just fluffy language that's just there to really not do anything but Mm -hmm. might you know bulk up a little bit of your copy those just have no business on the sales page so really think about how you would explain your offer to a friend Uh, think about how your buyer is talking to their friends about their problems so what are they saying that they're having an issue with what do they say they wish they could find. Uh, and you know, this might take doing some market research. This might take reaching mm-hmm. out to past 
clients and asking them what they're struggling with or, you know, reading through testimonials and seeing how people have been impacted by your services and really pay very close attention to the words that they're using. So the third tip about copy for writing your sales page Mm -hmm. is to always make it about your buyer. So eliminate all of the I statements that you have because there's a way to write about yourself without actually writing about yourself. Okay. So this is just a good habit to get in anyways with either what you're writing on your website or how you're talking to people on social media. Mm -hmm. So really see if you are falling into the trap of I statements and reword them to make it all about your buyer and how they are going to benefit from what you are doing. So So. focus more on those benefits than the actual features. Is that kind of what you're saying? Well, I would say, okay, so say maybe you have a statement like, I'm so excited about my new course Mm -hmm. called XYZ. You could switch it and say, I can't wait for you to learn about my new course XYZ. It's going to be amazing for you and your business. So really twisting it and spinning it into being about them and how they are going to get so much out of what you are doing. Right. So it's kind of a fine line. (laughs) It takes a little while to kind of notice and tweak your copy, but always make it about your buyer and your audience. Using those words like you is uh, very important. I found that really effective because from our uh, point of view, you know, you're speaking to a mass amount of audience. You don't know who's going to read it, but for them... Mm -hmm. They're thinking you you want them to make make you want to make them feel like you are speaking directly to them and you are their friend, you know, and using words like you and being really personal. I like that you said that you can talk about yourself in a way that's not talking about yourself. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I really liked the headline tip. I'm thinking about creating a course called the intentional website, right? So it is going to teach you how to create a website that actually converts and makes sales because you know people are teaching people how to make a website but there's a lot that goes into a website that actually has that website convert and make those like clients actually click the book now button or make your products click the buy now button so I'm going to teach about that so let's say my headline a super generic one would be do you want to make more sales Well, you're saying, of course you want to make more sales. That's a terrible headline because it's not specific (laughs) at all. And I totally agree. So how would we take that? Do you want to make more sales and create a headline that's a lot more specific that actually converts everyone that lands on that page? Right. So what you would want to bring in is a very specific um, tie-in with what your course is. So you're Mm -hmm. going to want to tie in that by taking your course and creating a intentional website that that's going to bring in more sales. So the first step in doing that is to just write a ton of different, I'm all about brainstorming, you know, Mm -hmm. like write 50 headlines knowing that you're not going to keep them, but just get them all out. Mm -hmm. So write headlines that tie in with, are you having problems with your website? These are the reasons Um, why it's not converting, but don't worry, there's still hope for you. Something like that. Or, you know, really addressing what they're having a problem with, especially if it's the the headline of your entire sales page, because you want to catch people's attention and show them that you understand what they're struggling with. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, is making sale is not making enough sales really what they're struggling with? Are they struggling with not booking out clients for the next mm -hmm. X amount of months? Are right, they struggling right. with their e-products not selling? So there's a ton of different things that could be contributing to why they aren't making sales. So being very specific into what you are specifically showing them a solution to is very important. So it's hard so, for me to just say, yeah. like, this is the headline you should use because it's yeah. going to take a lot of brainstorming. and Right, and you have to get to the bottom of the brand for sure. And I agree with just being more specific and getting to the root of the problem. So I think maybe a way that you could, because for my end, you know, I can assume and um, I love the brainstorming idea. And I have found that getting on Skype with people that would potentially take the course has been amazing. So I just schedule out like 15 minute calls and then mm -hmm. I will just talk to them about, you know, kind of what they're struggling with and um, what their big pain points are. So for this course, let's say I do create it in mm -hmm. six months, then I would get on Skype with people and then that would help me brainstorm. And then I would go through that phase of weeding out um, all of those excess ideas, I guess. Let's switch over to like a service-based sales page. What if, what if I was a high quality photographer, like a high-end photographer, mm -hmm. and I had a sales page specifically for weddings? It was just my wedding package that I'm just going to shoot out a number. It's, it's uh, $4,500. And that mm -hmm. is my wedding package. So I had a whole sales page for this and the headline was a really generic headline. How would I be able to make that a more um, appealing headline that converts and makes people want to actually buy that package, even though it may be more expensive than my competition? Mm -hmm. So here's the tricky thing about like I would say wedding photographers and photographers in general is that mm -hmm. their portfolio has so much of an impact about whether or not so they are going to hire, um, whether someone's going to hire them for their wedding. Mm -hmm. And so really being able to showcase that expertise. And I feel like there are so many pain points that yes. brides to be face, whether it's confusion or how do you know that your photographer is the right one? Mm -hmm. How do you know, like what cake to get? Just so many things. And I would say really addressing the pain point that, you know, th there are so many things that you have to worry about. This isn't one of those things, you yeah. know, yeah. especially with people who photographers, um, especially, I keep saying, especially yeah. <laughs> um, where everything is really driven by their portfolio mm -hmm. and really showing, you know, this is what I will be delivering. You get X amount of hours. This is the price. This mm -hmm. is what you get. Um, and again, really settling their confusion and removing the mystery of working with them because as, in the wedding industry, you're having to juggle so many different vendors and it's really hard to keep track of how certain people work. So really just laying all of that out and guiding them in with a headline that addresses their overwhelming confusion around weddings themselves. You know, yes. so there are tons of different pain points that you could address as a photographer, especially. 
And at your consultations, whenever you find more of your target audience, I guess, and you have that consultation, you could always just have a chat with them. Be like, hey, what made you choose me? What photographers were you looking at before you even found me? And then whenever you get to the bottom of that, you can kind of just take note. And that's always a good habit to get into as a business owner anyways is whenever you are, whenever you book that client and they come to you, always ask them, how did you find me? Mm-hmm. Um, why did you not don't say why did you book me over someone else? Obviously, don't say it like that. But <laughs> but figure out why they did book you over your competition. Now you don't have to mention over your competition, but um, just just kind of get to the bottom of hey, kind of what made you choose me? Did, was it my website? Was it uh, my Instagram or my Pinterest or you know what was it? Mm-hmm. That way you know where to focus your marketing efforts and maybe see who they're following. That's always a uh, a good idea that way you know if you do start doing paid advertising you can kind of uh, run those ads to those people that they're following because you know if they're your perfect target audience then you know there's going to be more duplicates of them um, not to get too marketing because they're a valuable person <laughs> and I don't want to say duplicates but you kind of get what I'm saying so mm-hmm. um okay these tips are absolutely perfect now for designing the sales page Do you have some tips for that? Because I know that is a very overwhelming, you may be thinking, I'm not a designer. How the heck am I going to design this page to where it actually converts, but also looks good and represents my brand? (laughs) Yes. So before we jump into that, I wanted to also mention those three copywriters that I I would point out. So the first one is Courtney Johnston. The second one is Janine Duff. Mm -hmm. I recently found her through Pinterest and she's pretty spunky. (laughs) And then the third is Catherine Hawking and she's especially great for e-courses. So not, I think there's still some valid things that as a service provider you can learn, but she does focus more in on that. Now on to tips for designing your sales page. Yes. So, okay. I have three tips that are just going to make your life so much easier because I think people really stress out about design. And oh my gosh, it, yes. And they think, you know, I'm not a designer. How am I going to get the results that I want? Mm-hmm. You know, I can't afford a designer right now. How mm-hmm. can I really make my business look professional and not look like it's a hobby? Mm-hmm. So the first tip is to complement your business branding. So I know that if you're providing services or digital products, you already have spent a ton of time developing your own business branding. So Mm -hmm. you have like set fonts for your business. You have a certain type of font collection that you use or rotate. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a certain style of images that you use. And so my number one tip is that you don't want your sales page to look like it came from a completely different business. So you want, yeah, you want to make sure that your sales page is a part of your overall brand story. So it needs to fit under the umbrella that is your brand. Right. And really complement every other touch point that people have with your business. So even if your logo isn't on the page, they should be able to go to that page and go, oh, that is her business. <laughs> yeah. So carry over. Oh, I'm getting into tip number two. So tip number two yeah. <laughs> is your font styling. 
Okay. And to not get crazy with all the fonts that you use. You should be using at maximum three different fonts. That's a that, big tip. Yeah, that's including your headline, your subhead, mm-hmm. your body copy. Like you don't want to get crazy just because you discovered Google fonts and the wonder <laughs> that is their font library. So you really want to be very consistent. So Mm -hmm. bringing in from complementing your business branding, you likely have already set the font styles that you use. Mm -hmm. So you want to carry over, you know, the body copy that you're using for your website. You want to carry over some headlines. And I would say to at most switch out one or two fonts for a new font. And... When I say this, I'm, I'm hesitant to say, like, introduce new fonts. Right. I would say this is more for if you have a standalone digital product that kind of lives on its own. Oh, yeah. But if I see what you're saying. But if it's a service, I would say to stick with everything that people have been experiencing on your site. So you can stick kind with of your brand products. your products differently, I feel like. for Yeah, for my yeah. e-courses, I kind of have them branded their own like their own little sub brand so but if you have a service it's part of your brand it's part of your name so yeah exactly yeah so there is that like slight differentiation between the two Mm -hmm. but either way not going not turning a complete 180 so if you're using very modern sleek um, fonts on your website and then for your sales page you start using very vintage and whimsical fonts people are going to be like, wait, who is this? I am really (laughs) confused. Is this the same person? What? Like, (laughs) and even if they don't, you know, there's just something off about that. So you really want to make it a very seamless transition. Yes. So moving on to my number three tip is to have a very specific action color that you only use for items that require action to be taken. Okay. So, I've seen people use the same color for their buttons that they use in their headlines. So say they have a turquoise headline, body copies black, and then their buttons are the same turquoise as their headlines. What that's doing is it's not really making that your buy now button. Obviously, it's not going to say like buy now. It's going to say something more enticing, Mm -hmm. but it's not really making that stand out. And if you look just like skim through a page, you know, you're going to gloss over that. You're not going to notice that anything's different. And since in your sales page, you've removed navigation, there's nowhere for you to click at the top or at the bottom. The only areas for you to click are those buttons. And those buttons are going to make someone be able to buy or apply for what you're selling. And so this needs to be one color. It needs to be a contrasting color from your other color schemes. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to only use it on those buttons. So say you're doing your color scheme is mint and peach. Mm -hmm. You need a button that goes along nicely with that. So maybe it's a bright yellow. But you want it to contrast enough, but also remain in a similar tone as the rest of yours. Yeah. So if you have like a muted color scheme and all of a sudden you have a neon button, 
you know, that's going to look weird, but there's still ways to have contrasting colors that match your overall design scheme. Yeah, that's, that's great. So you mentioned the buy now button, and this is kind of going back to copy a little bit, but Mm -hmm. you said there are more enticing ways. And you know, if you're, if you're a service-based sales page, you're not going to say buy now anyways, but what are some, have you seen some like enticing phrases uh, that they've put on a button that you've been like, wow, that's really creative. Um, I think the most creative uses of button copy I see happen a lot with opt-ins and landing pages for just like free offers where it's like, I need this or Mm -hmm. gimme or just very specific things that aren't like download now, which also, I mean, it works. It's very Mm -hmm. straight to the point. Um, or if it's something like, say, I'm, I'm offering a checklist download on one of my opt-in pages and Mm -hmm. I, my button says, get the checklist. Right. So it's very specific. And I think that it also really depends on who your audience is and Mm -hmm. what kind of language they will relate to. Um, Some people react better to fun and playful, different um, kinds of spunky language, and other people are a little more straightforward with what they want. So I think it's knowing your audience and being able to switch things up. Yeah, I know with with my SEO video series that's free, um, I have the send me the videos, please, or something. Mm-hmm. And it's just a way to put your personality on it. And I really like button copy. I actually like button copy more than the actual copy on the page. To me, it's just overwhelming, you know, to create paragraphs of copy. But <laughs> the button copy, it's so short. And I don't know about you, what you would recommend. I would say try to keep it to four words or less. What would you say to that for button copy? I would say yes, and the reason why I'm going to say it is just because if you're getting into the techie slash design world, if you are going from viewing a sales page on your desktop to how you view it on your iPhone, Mm -hmm. you want it to be short and concise so it isn't um, resizing in like a weird way. So true. And so that's that's why I would say kind of keep it short and sweet. You know, if you're finding yourself writing a lot of copy within your button, can you have a headline right above your button, mm. part of your call to action that then leads them to the button? So that would be my tip. Yeah, that's great advice. So what tool do you suggest for using um, for using to build these pages? I know there are, there are a lot of tools out there actually for building sales pages and it can get kind of overwhelming. I know... There's lead pages, there's Squarespace, you could build it within WordPress, you could, you know, I mean, there are just so many options. So what do you recommend? I recommend 100% using Squarespace. And, you know, in the beginning, when I was just learning about sales pages, Mm -hmm. you see things like lead pages or Mm -hmm. optimized press. And a lot of these platforms have a high monthly fee, which just are kind of off-putting to my clients and me, then you have Mm -hmm. to like learn an entire new platform. And I'm not saying that these don't work Mm -hmm. because they, they definitely do. But I think for someone who's just starting their sales pages, they're just getting started with, you know, 
transitioning their services into very distinct sales pages or offering their digital products in their first sales page. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a lot of business owners, myself included, love Squarespace. The versatility within Squarespace is amazing with what you can do and you can do it on your own. You can also customize it with CSS if you get into the code, but a lot of us already have Squarespace. Mm-hmm. And if you're already paying monthly for Squarespace, you know, there is a very easy way to make that continue to work with you without having to add on another monthly fee. Mm-hmm. Because when you're especially getting started or maybe you're just diving into, you know, reformatting how you are setting up your business, it can get very overwhelming having to add in other subscription fees and having to learn other platforms mm-hmm. and feeling like you have to spend days and weeks learning how a new program works. So true. So yeah, that's, I put all of my clients on Squarespace for their websites, just for the ease of how they can update it. Mm -hmm. And being able to create sales pages within Squarespace is also just fantastic. I think it's one of the best choices you can use, especially if you already have Squarespace for your web. Yeah, if you already have Squarespace and you're paying for it, no reason to pay for anything else. Um, And for lead pages, I know I would definitely not recommend lead pages to a service-based business owner if you're just creating sales pages with it. I mean, I paid paid for it last year and it was like $300, I think, for a year. I mean, that's just too much just to create a sales page. Now, I'm creating a lot more. I'm creating registration pages, video pages, you know. But um, for just a service-based business owner definitely don't go that route. And there's a free trial with Squarespace, right? Yeah. So um, you can do a free trial. I think right now they're having their free trials for 14 days. And what that really does is allows you to go in and really learn how the platform works. So at the end of the 14 days, then you have the option to sign up. And when you sign up for your first year, you also get a free domain name. There is a coupon floating around on the Squarespace site too, to just, I think it's 10% off and yeah, it's amazing. So for sales pages, you definitely do need the business tier. And the reason you need the business tier versus the personal tier is that the business tier allows you to have unlimited pages in your business. Okay. So Um, not only do you have your own website, but now you can create your own opt-in and landing pages with Squarespace cover pages, Mm. which is really fantastic. It's an amazing way to send people to one page so that they can sign up for your list and get a freebie in exchange for it, which then leads people into getting in the funnel for your sales page when you try and sell them your service or product. Right, which is exactly what we talk about in that Convert and Monetize Your List course. Um, Oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah, so that's great. Everything works together. And Mm -hmm. so there are three things that I love about Squarespace for building sales pages. Uh And the first thing is index pages within, within Squarespace. Okay. So what an index page is, it's think of it as a folder for multiple pages but it puts all of those pages on one page. So this is how you're going to get that long format sales page with different sections within 
um, how you set things up between your testimonials above your FAQ, or maybe you want your FAQ above your testimonials. Mm -hmm. And this allows you to drag and drop those sections and arrange it into the way that works best for you. So if you decide down the line, like, oh, I want to move this up two sections, you can easily, easily do that. And I love that about about Squarespace. And this is also where it's important to have a business account because with those unlimited pages, each section within an index page counts as an individual page. So that's something to be aware of. Okay. So the second thing is that you can, once you create your sales page in Mm -hmm. Squarespace, you can use it as a template for more sales pages. Perfect. Saves you so much time. Exactly. So you can easily go in for each page and click to duplicate that page. So it has, it retains all your formatting. It has all of your images. So you can easily just swap them out for a new copy, new images, and be able to create as many sales pages as you want. Okay. And then the third is that you can link to the cart of your choice within Squarespace. So there are buttons you can link to if you have a Teachable account. If Uh you have SamCart, if you're like selling digital products like crazy and you want that. If you are using your Squarespace e-commerce platform to sell digital products or even if you want to send them to PayPal Mm -hmm. um, to set up payments for your service. So And in this case, it would be like a book now button and it would lead to, what would you say, a form? Yeah. So for service-based providers, especially, this is just another way that you can filter in inquiries. Mm -hmm. So if you have a service, especially if you're business to business, and you kind of want to feel someone out to make sure that you're both the right fit for each other, you can have an apply now. So you can link that button to a form that has them fill out all their information, what their project is about, what the timeline is that they need. And you know that by them applying for this service, they are already on board with the price. They are excited about your offer because they've gone through your sales page. They know that it's the right fit for them. And then the way that you're going to use that form and see if it works out with your own scheduling, Mm -hmm. if it's a company that you want to work with. um, And yeah, it's really just another way to make sure that you are working with the clients that you can serve best. Right. Um, I know this is a pretty big deal in the marketing community. Uh, The length of your sales page uh, is kind of intimidating, but this is talked about all the time. So do you have a preference on sales page links? I know some people say the longer the better or keep it short, keep it simple. What do you think? I think that the length of your sales page should determine, be determined based on like the length of your service and the price point of whatever you're selling. So such good advice. I love that. Here's, I'm going to give an example of like a short form sales page Mm -hmm. versus a long form sales page. So a short form sales page Mm -hmm. would be something, maybe it's priced under a hundred dollars and this would be like a digital product or maybe it's a one-on-one like hour coaching session. Um, Mm -hmm. So that might be more than $100, but you understand. So it's something that is not going to take up a lot of your time. And it's also something that's very easily 
explained. Mm -hmm. So you're going to go through and explain what it is you're offering, but you're not going to need to have so many sections convincing someone that they need this product because it's either going to be an impulse buy or something where someone can test, I guess, test you out to see if they want to hire you for something bigger. So say maybe you're selling a workbook or a five-day email course to learn X, Y, Z. So something that doesn't take a lot of, I don't know, back and forth deciding-wise whether or not someone's going to buy it. So that was for a short-form sales page. So Mm -hmm. a long-form sales page is going to, I think, be best for services and products that require a lot of time on both parties and not even a lot of time, but more like commitment. So these are higher priced items. Maybe they are a five week program. Maybe it's a six month coaching or group coaching mastermind. Um, And so those kinds of items and offers are going to need a lot more explaining. So Mm -hmm you know, even as you lay out your sales page, just taking them through exactly how your offer works takes up more space because there's a lot more to it. And there's a lot more to explain and show people and really, you know, not leave them with any, oh, well, does this offer do this? Because then you've already laid out everything for them. So they don't have any outstanding questions. So a long form sales page is perfect for higher priced offers and offers that have a lot of more moving parts to them. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree. I think just having that, okay, the lower the price, the shorter I can have it, the higher the price. And typically those really long sales pages are around, I mean, they're at least over $500. Um, It's -hmm. still good to have a long sales page, but not too long. So just just mm-hmm. enough to where they can have all the information they need and that's where you stop. I think that would define the length of, okay, is this, will this answer all their questions? You know, will this limit the confusion? And maybe have someone else look at it as well mm-hmm. uh, just to scan through to make sure, okay, do I need to add more or do I need to take away? Um, just having other eyes look at it is definitely a huge benefit. So even adding a video, maybe at the beginning, would be Mm -hmm. helpful. I know this kind of, um, it helps with interacting with your brand or your business or who you are, like the person behind the brand and the business. So creating a, let's say you're a web designer and you just have a quick video, like, and video may be really intimidating to you. If it is, <laughs> this is completely optional. But you could have, a, you could just sit in front of a webcam, a high quality webcam. I use a Logitech and I can link that up in the show notes, the webcam I use. All you have to do is just sit in front of the webcam, super easy. And the webcam makes it look uh, more professional as well. So you don't have to worry about using a DSLR or anything fancy equipment and you can just talk to them be like hey I'm so glad you landed on this page you know this is my business this is what I do this is who I am and I would say like a keep it under 30 seconds that spill and then um I would love to work with you this is my process if you have any questions feel free to reach me um I have all the information on this page but again if you can't find something on here you can reach me at this email or 
blah, 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 blah. And then, I mean, I would say keep it under a minute, not too fancy. And Mm -hmm. you could edit it in just a free software that you probably already have on your computer. So doesn't have to be fancy at all. But that's something that, I mean, that's an extra feature on your sales page. That's definitely a way to take your sales page to the next level. Mm -hmm. And I know some people aren't very comfortable with doing video and I think that's great to just be able to use a webcam without Mm -hmm. having to invest in a DSLR. I know personally, I really want to get into video, but the price point of those cameras is like, oh yeah, it's an investment, but sales pages and landing pages Mm -hmm. for even free offers, they convert so much higher when there are videos attached to it. Yeah. So there are a, there's a lot of different types of information you can include on a sales page and it's hard to figure out, okay, so I know that I need a sales page. I know, okay, a roundabout way to have a headline on a sales page. I know what platform or tool I want to use to create my sales page. But what the heck do I put on my sales page? It's a this is a lot of information to put. What do I really need? What do I what could I leave out? Um so what is your advice? that so I have a really simple checklist Mm -hmm. that takes you through all of the sections that you can put into your sales page so this goes through your offer headline to when you need to put calls to action in between your sections Mm -hmm. um, to like how you have your testimonials or if you're sharing who your offer is for versus who it isn't for. So I have this really easy checklist that I will, I think you'll put it in the show notes. I and will, then yeah. it's also bit.ly bit.ly slash sales page checklist. Okay. So this is going to take you through all the sections you need for your sales page. And then there is a bonus page to make sure you have everything you need as far as the sales page design goes. So there are a lot of moving parts and I think it's easy to get overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and definitely consider that this is a starting point. You may or may not use all the sections. You may Mm -hmm. want to add in a few more testimonials and social proof areas. And I think it's really going to depend on what your offer is Mm -hmm. and um, how you end up writing out your sales page. So it is a lot of trial and error and your first sales page is not going to be your best sales page, but (laughs) it's going to get you started. Yeah. As long as you make one, that's, I feel like that's kind of what we're getting at is you, I know you need one right now. I know if you're listening to this podcast, this episode, you need a sales page. So get out and just create one. And I downloaded this checklist And I love it. And you are going to find it so beneficial. So you definitely need to go to this link and it's bit.ly slash sales page checklist. And I will Mm -hmm. link it in the show notes, but it, it will really help you kind of decipher what you need to make sure to have on your sales page. Okay. So let's wrap up. I know we definitely have a lot, we had a lot of actionable advice on this episode. And if you're leaving this episode now, you're probably thinking, holy crap, I have so much to do. So step one, go download the checklist. Now, step two, you need to hang out with Liz. So Liz, tell tell everyone where they can find you, where they can hang out with you, and, where th- and tell them about your course. Yeah, so you can hang out with me over on Instagram at Linnea May. 
Yeah. I am on Instagram all the time. It's the number one social platform that I'm always hanging out on. And <laughs> yes. actually, I've met a lot of my really good friends through Instagram as a side note. I just moved to New York and it's mm -hmm. how I've made all of my friends. So, really? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so hang out with me on Instagram. Uh -huh. And my new course called Sales Page in a Day will mm -hmm. be launching this month. You can go to salespageinaday.com. Right now, what you're going to find, depending on when you listen to this, <laughs> may be the chance for you to grab that checklist freebie, mm -hmm. or you'll land on my own sales page for Sales Page in a Day. And that is going to take you step by step through building your sales page within Squarespace. So it's definitely, if you're not a Squarespace user, I'm sorry, it's not going to be for you. <laughs> but if you are within Squarespace and it's a platform you know and love, you are going to find a lot of, a lot of great tips. And it's going to really just eliminate you know, that struggle to get started and mm -hmm. start putting something together. So I'm so excited to be able to share that with everyone. And I know that it's going to really produce some kick-ass sales pages that I can't yes. wait to see what people create with it. Oh, yes, it definitely will. And if you aren't a Squarespace user and you want to test it out, they do have that 14-day free trial. So, you know, they if you're do. not using it right now, you may end up loving it and then you want to just kind of speed through this whole sales page process and go get Liz's course um, and that will just help save so much time on the back end of your business. So True. Yeah. If you're finding that you're fighting with your website more than you are <laughs> <laughs> anything yes. else, I definitely recommend checking out Squarespace because that Squarespace has really changed my business and how I run it. So yeah. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for hanging out with us, Liz. It was so great talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be able to chat with you about this.